Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 103 of How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. And today I'm talking to the lovely, amazing Claire Lydon. Uh, She was really inspirational for me to talk to. Um, I have this myth in my head about something and I know that I've been wrong about it and I know that I've been scared of it. And so um, she really helped me break down some of that feeling in my own head and body. And I'm going to be embracing something I've always wanted to write soon. Uh, so it was wonderful to talk to her. This is a very short intro today as I have a darling family member in town and I really want to go play in San Francisco. We're going to catch the ferry and I'm going to go eat some good food in the city in San Francisco. I want to walk around North Beach and go to City Lights Bookstore and um, then we're going to go see uh, the movie that Claire and I talk about, um, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, which is going to be my second time seeing it. It's so delightful. So this is a hurried intro. Uh, everything is going well. Business update. Um, the romance I'm writing is going well. Uh, I am completely overwhelmed with some stuff to do in terms of the retreat that's happening next week. Um, so there will not be an episode next week. I will not have time to do it. Um, I think if there is, it'll be a surprise to all of us. But uh, otherwise, I hope that you are getting some writing done in the midst of your crazy life. Uh, Turn off the podcast when you get home and do five minutes of writing, 10 minutes of writing, what you can. Just get a few words done and then hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or at uh, howdoyouwrite.net and tell me how it went. In the meantime, enjoy this wonderful episode with Claire Lydon. I know that you will. We'll talk soon. Hey, writers. I've opened up some coaching slots. I'm not taking clients on a weekly basis right now as I'm working on my own books, but I am doing one-offs. I call them tune-ups. Tell me your plot problems and ask your character queries. Let me know what stumbling blocks you're up against. Get tips and tricks to get you back on the right track. Ask me questions about all things publishing. Together, we'll brainstorm your specific plan of action, making sure you're in the driver's seat of your book again. You'll receive a 30-minute call over Skype or FaceTime, giving you the honest encouragement you need to keep getting better, or a polite ass-kicking if that's what you need and ask for. Plus, you'll get an MP3 audio recording or MP4 video, your choice of our chat, so you can re-listen at your leisure. And if you want a little more help, I can also critique either 10 pages or your book's outline and talk you through my findings. Just check out rachelherron.com slash coach for more info. I'd love to work with you. Now on to the interview. Well, I could not be more pleased today to welcome Claire Lydon to the show. Hi, Claire. Hello, Rachel. How are you? I'm so glad to have you. Orna Ross um, connected us, and I'm so glad she did. We were just talking off air about how wonderful Orna is. And let me give a little bio for you. Uh, Claire Lydon is a London-based writer of contemporary lesbian romance. She's a number one bestseller on lesbian fiction charts around the globe. And if you're a sucker for romance, prepare to fall head over heels in love. When she's not writing, Claire enjoys playing guitar badly, watching far too many home improvement shows, and then never Never taking any action, which is my life, um, as well as eating curly whirlies in her next life, she'd come back 
like to come back as Raina James. So would I. Were you yeah. a fan? <laughs> who wouldn't? Uh, who, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Raina James is Connie Britton on Nashville. I actually wrote an entire romance series that in my mind was based. It was Nashville meets Gilmore Girls because I was so in love. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I think you just named my two favorite uh, TV shows. So, um, the, so yeah, that, the, I, I would I would read that. The Darling Songbirds <laughs> is all uh, all for you. So, did you also okay. love um, Friday Night Lights with Connie Britton? I haven't watched that actually. Um, my my so brother um, recommended it, um, not because of Connie Britton, because <laughs> he's a, he's a fool. What's he been watching? But uh, just because of the football, because I'm a sports fan. But um, yeah, no, it, it's on my list. And through uh, listening to your uh, other, I don't know, you mentioned it on this one or the other podcast you do with Jay, nine one one. So I've I've now started recording that, but I haven't watched it yet. So I don't know how how is that? It's okay. It's okay. I don't love it. But Friday Night Lights, I think, is revolutionary. And I think it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Um, And Connie Britton is everything. She plays Tammy. Oh, I can't remember her name now. But anyway, enough about her. We want to talk about you. (laughs) I like your style, Claire. I like your style. (laughs) I love also that uh, Connie and, um, oh, who plays Lorelai Gilmore? Um, Lauren Graham. Yeah. They're friends in real life, aren't no, they? No, Which, which are just they? makes me happy. Yeah. I'm reading Lauren Graham's um, memoir right now, which is wonderful. Oh, it's okay. It's so good. Yeah. It's so funny and in her voice. And she's she's pretty um, upfront with a lot of things. So you might enjoy that as well. <laughs> okay. Yes, I definitely. <laughs> well, let's talk. No, really, let's talk about you. I would love to know about okay. your writing process, since this is a show about processes. And then I've got a yeah. bunch of other questions for you. But where do you write? How do you write? Are you full-time, part-time? I am full-time. I've been doing it since 2014. 14, uh, 2014, I, I released my first novel, um, and I've been full-time since 2016, so um, sort of two and a half years. Um, and I think writing, the writing process just constantly changes all the time. Um, I'd love to come on here and say that I get up every day and I write at the same time, and, I, and I, but I'd be lying, lying through my teeth. Um, uh, but, but I do kind of realize, I've heard this a lot recently, that discipline equals freedom. And, well, no, I've heard it many, many times, but uh, but it's, I think it's just, the penny's just dropped recently that it does. So I am trying to do do things in a more routine manner of late. Um, and it definitely works for me when I'm, when I'm first drafting, uh, because um, I find that if I, if I write every day, including weekends, then I just keep the momentum going. Mm. Um, and that's really helpful. Uh, and I've, I've, I'm trying to do this five a day process at the moment, which is, tell me which all is, about it. Uh, okay, I will, <laughs> which is nothing to do with fruit or vegetables. Um, it's, it's, uh, I've got it written on my blackboard up here. <laughs> I just forgot it. So I, I can check it. It's fine. Uh, meditate, um, stretch, write, market and move. So those five things, and I'm trying to do all those five things every day. Now I'm not hitting every day at all. I'm, right. not, I'm not a saint, um, but if I can me- get up, meditate, stretch, and then write before mm-hmm. before sort of lunchtime, then that's a really good start to the day. Um, so that's what I try to do when I'm first drafting, um, and I go. I, I I've taken now to editing at home, but writing out of the home. So I go um, to a coffee shop that's 30 minutes down the, down the river. So I live in London, so I get to walk down the River Thames um, oh, how nice. for 30 minutes. And then I go, so I, I specifically pick this one because it's quiet and, and it's half an hour walk away. So I'll get my exercise in as well. Mm-hmm. And then, then I write for two, two hours or so, get two or 3,000 words done and then walk back. 
And then by midday, I've hit three. And then I'm feeling like, I'm feeling brilliant. I'm feeling great. Um, and then, um, and then, you know, it's just, I'm really focusing on the process actually um, lately because I've, I've been working with this uh, business sort of business life coach because I decided I needed some help focusing mm-hmm. and it's made me realize that that uh, I'm going to sound like a tree hugging hippie here. Oh, I can't it, wait. It's all about, yeah, it's all about the process. It's the journey, as they would say on the X Factor. Um, <laughs> and, and it is all about, I guess, the, the daily sort of grind stroke joy of it um, because the satisfaction you get when you complete you know, doing some writing and then doing some, doing, going for a walk and doing my meditation, all those things is really cool. And actually, um, I have been focusing more on the, on the results and, and getting a bit hung up about that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I had two months this year where I had my biggest months ever, um, you know, revenue wise. So brilliant, you know, great book sales and revenue, but it didn't give me as lasting joy as having a great morning writing. So that was a lesson learned. Um, I love that. Yeah. So that, that sounds absolutely ideal. I've been reading The Miracle Morning by Hal, what's his name? Oh, yeah. And and it's really irritating me. Like if I if I were to do all of the things that, you know, yeah. I should be doing before I write. Jay and I talk about this on our other show. You know, we, w- we would start writing it before in the afternoon. But what you just said, taking this easy, easier approach to it, without punishing yourself if you miss a couple of them that's what i would like to emulate that sounds yeah. wonderful also yeah. walking down the river thames sounds yeah. lovely and i've actually never it heard is. discipline equals freedom before or if i have i've completely uh, forgotten it so i really really like that i think it was a guy um i heard it from a guy on um mark mcginnis's podcast do you listen to that no um, Sh- should i yeah you should okay it's called um the 21st century creative um and mark is is very wise and he's got a really soothing voice as well a bit like orna ross your guest you had on a couple of um a couple of weeks ago but mark is brilliant and he talks to people not just writers but artists across um, many different mediums and um yeah he interviewed an entrepreneurial like a really um a very successful entrepreneur and he was talking about discipline freedom and i've heard it in many different guises before Mm -hmm. but it's only just coming crystallizing i suppose in my head and it's another thing i've got written on my blackboard above my head here just to because because freedom is something i really value and that's what i love about this life but if you don't do the work then you don't have the freedom because you're constantly feeling guilty so it's kind of falling into place i think it might be falling into place as you're speaking in my own head so you (laughs) so you do write every day uh well i write every day in my first drafting process um, and then I was, I was going to try and, um, you know, start the next book when I start to edit this book that I'm writing, but I, I, it's, it's very difficult to do that for me. I know a lot of people do, can do it, I but do it. I, I haven't, you can't do it. No. I can't do it on a real I, I, surface level. I can't even, I, I, I stop being able to tell the characters apart. I'll call them the wrong yeah. name. I, it's just, it's just a, like a, t- a very top level problem, but I just can't do it. I can't yeah, get their character arc separate. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I have the same problem and I, I spoke to, um, I, I do, I do a podcast, um, called Lesbian Book Club where I interview, um, other lesbian fiction authors. And I spoke to one author about this and, uh, she was aghast and, uh, she said to me that, uh, if my characters were fully fleshed out and fully drawn, I wouldn't get them mixed up. Well, that was me to tell, wasn't it? And, uh, <laughs> I thought, well, 
<laughs> I'm clearly not <laughs> as good as good as you at this multitasking business. And uh, yeah, I, I had to be nice to her because she was on my podcast, so I just let it slide. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about the lesbian fiction for a minute. My goal is to someday be on your show since I am a lesbian, but I don't write lesbian fiction. It's just like one of those things I'm saving for myself. And I've got this whole story fleshed out that I need to get to. Um, I just saw recently, this was interesting to me, uh, the new K-Lytics. Um, I don't know if you ever look at those uh, from... I got, the email. I got the email recently, yeah. Yeah, the it, romance. it shows lesbian fiction as one of the top six or seven searches on Amazon for romances, lesbian romance, even ahead of gay romance. So oh. I th- I thought that really? was interesting. So well done you for um, being in in doing doing this. Um, yeah, part part of the part, I would say part of the vanguard, but I'm not. I'm I'm like second or third wave. Are you? Um, no, I, yeah, definitely. I mean, or maybe even fourth or fifth. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not very good with numbers. I'm more words, but. Um, I, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people say that you, you can't make a living doing lesbian fiction. Well, I'm proof you can. That's and wonderful. and I know a lot of other full-time writers who are doing it. Um, the market's there, and it's only getting bigger um, by the day. And, and the amount of people who are coming in and writing uh, lesbian fiction is getting bigger, and it's brilliant. So the more the merrier, because the, the audience is there, yeah. There was this, there was this, there's always been this myth that I've never ascribed to, but I've always heard is that, you can't do it and that lesbians don't buy romances and and I'm very glad to know this is you're laughing <laughs> uh, it's definitely like, not true well, it's, it's, <laughs> lesbians like happy endings as much as anyone else yes. and, and also it's not just lesbians buying it so um that's the that's the key thing about it it's for everybody yeah uh, I get yeah. emails from you know um people from all, all sexual orientations and all walks of life so um, yeah, I mean, I think the main audience is still lesbian because mm-hmm. you really have to want to want to buy it to search for it. But um, yeah, but the audience is growing bigger and bigger, and I think it's only a matter of time before we we start seeing um, the walls falling down a little bit. That's Oops. my hope. Anyway. Fantastic! Thank you, thank you for thank you for saying that. Um, what is your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? Oh, um, biggest challenge. Um, I, I think. Well, first of all, the discipline, but I'm, that's something you work on every day. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've had to deal with is is running your own business, um, mm. because that's what that's what we're doing here mm. as as writers, um, and having the mindset for that. Um, because uh, it's it's one of the things, like I said, it's one of the things I value the most is having the freedom to do what you want. Because um, I, I I the job I had before it wasn't a bad job. Um, I was a music journalist, so I met. Um, lots of famous people I interviewed them and I'm a big music fan wow, so, that's so cool. I mean that was amazing I did that for eight years so it wasn't like I had a job that I hated um, but I still didn't like being told where to turn up places <laughs> I'm, um, I don't like being told what to do so yeah. um, so so to have this job and to have the freedom it entails um, is the is the biggest sort of um, um, challenge uh, it's the biggest joy but it's also the biggest challenge is is having having the mindset to to sort of um, curtail that and, and make it work, um, and so working it, it, and it's having a business mindset and um, to do it all yourself. So 
and also working so late, which I think um, I'm sure you've had this as well, um, leaving your job and going full time. It takes a t- some time to work out what the best process is. Mm-hmm. I think the first year I was like, Woohoo, I'm, you know, I'm doing this full time. It's amazing. And the second year was a little bit more challenging. And this year I feel like I've got it a bit more worked out and um, and I'm getting out there and joining local writing groups and networking with other authors and, and just embracing sort of this this part of my life so um but what, it is what exact of, what um, month did you um go full-time in 2014 um, oh no well that was when I brought out my first book I went full-time um January 2016 oh 2016 I thought uh yeah so so I was three I was three months later than you because I, I was April 1st 2016 so we're really on the same track and I'm feeling exactly the same way as you the first year was bliss the second year was confusion and yeah. the third year is I'm really trying for me I'm I'm shifting into maybe real life the the way it actually works so that's interesting yeah what is your greatest yeah it's it, sorry go ahead it is interesting because it yeah it is interesting because it's just uh, you you think you got it all work out after year one and then year two you're like oh my god <laughs> I thought I would have it all worked out after week two you know I just thought <laughs> I would just slip right into it like I do pajamas but it didn't. It didn't work. Um, so what is your biggest joy then when it comes to writing? Um, well, again, I guess um, the freedom it entails. Yeah. But the 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 one thing that I didn't really realize when I started, and it's been really brilliant, is the reader interaction that you get. Um, because, I mean, besides doing this full time, which I always wanted to, I always wanted to write books, but I never thought I'd be able to write lesbian fiction full time. But I can. Um, but the doing it um as self as a self-published author um i have a newsletter that i mail out to readers every two weeks um and i just did it today and i'm i've already got like um 10 replies in the first two hours and the best yeah and it's it's brilliant and i love i just love hearing from people um all around the world um all walks of life and the barriers are just gone and, and i can ask my readers um what they want and they can tell me what they want and i get to know them like there was recently, I don't know, do you know GCLS in, in America? Mm-mm, no. So that's the Golden Crown Literary, Literary Society, and that is like the lesbian Oscars. Um, uh, uh, sorry, the lesbian Oscars for literary, no, what is the Oscar? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lesbian Oscars, lesbian literary Oscars. Anyway, and there was a European um, lesbian literature conference, the first one held in Bristol in in um, August, so last month and I, I met this reader there called Bev who has been my early reader for since book three and I'm on book 10 now um, and she's just brilliant and she's honest and she's lovely and it was just lovely to meet her so you know it's just great meeting all these people and you're making a difference in their lives but vice versa too. You're making a very real difference and um, I just I, I just thought of this my my best reader is a woman named Laura Jean she's just she's been there from the very beginning I've talked about her before she she knows my books better than I do and she's coming down in three weeks from Portland I live in San Francisco and um to pick up a puppy she's adopting one of my puppies like we have become (laughs) friends in that in that way like these these our readers become parts of our lives as friends in many cases yeah and I I just love that can you share a quick craft tip of any sort with us um well I was thinking about this and I I think I'm gonna say that um just watching steal things from other other medium because I I love stealing things from um from real life from tv from movies from 
from poetry, um, from all sorts of different places. Um, so I always look at how couples interact. Um, and, and my books are, are sort of mainly romantic comedy. So I love li- looking at romantic comedy films and thinking, uh, what can I steal from here? <laughs> so Grey's Anatomy yes. is really good for it. Um, I stole a couple of ideas from relationship with McDreamy and Meredith. Um, Richard Curtis movies, which my books have been described as with lesbian lead. So I'm very pleased with that analogy. And, That's wonderful. Um, you know, I've got one book where it finishes with a, you know, with a kiss on the doorstep in the rain. So I don't know where I got that idea. Um, and uh, <laughs> poetry, um, poetry. One of my things this year was to read some poetry. I'm, I'm, I'm rubbish at reading it, but when I do, I love it. So I don't know why I have so much resistance to it. But um, yeah, I, I've got some. It, that just makes you look at language differently, mm-hmm. and um, so that's that's really cool to to look at too. Um, and yeah, and just stuff in real life. Um, I wrote a book about uh, a flood that I, I read the story in the newspaper about this guy that got flooded and he had half an hour to get out of his flat and what should he take? And I, that's how I started one of my lesbian romance novels. Do you collect them in a certain place or are they just all kind of swirling around? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was that, uh, I wish I was that organized, but no, <laughs> I have they're just all swirling around. I have a couple of places where I keep ideas. Like they're just tagged ideas. They're in my email and they're in my Evernote and I can never remember to look at them. That's the problem is I put them there and then I just forget about them. I'm hoping someday I will remember what this is a new, this is a new question um, that I'm trying out on you. So good luck. Um, But I I, I like to change my questions as I go. What is your very favorite thing in writing that you're passionate about? And can you like, what's the thing you always want to talk to other writers about? And can you share that with us? Um, I I think that the, I think the thing that I'm most passionate about really is is being able to um, being able to do this and giving giving a giving a, a voice to um, lesbians or, or bisexual, queer, whatever label you want to put on it all around the globe um, and getting this getting their stories heard. Because I um, I think that if, if, it, if it wasn't for and just basically the era we're living in, because if it wasn't for the advent of self-publishing, um, I wouldn't be able to do this because mainstream publishing houses don't want to hear about anything that's not basic straight or white um and and um yeah and you hear a lot of people moaning about um amazon and um all the evil that it brings but without amazon <laughs> um i wouldn't be able to do the job i'm doing yeah. and all the other platforms as well because i am wide so um yeah. so yeah like i said my my dream has always been to to do this but i would never ever ever thought that I would be able to do it um, with focusing on relationships between women. And um, so, yeah, that is what I'm really passionate about. It's, it's kind of like it's almost a calling now, which, which sounds, again, sounds hippie and tree hugging. But um, hey, maybe I'm a, maybe I am a hippie tree hugger. Um, <laughs> I, I love that. I really I admire you and I and I aspire to be more like you. I came in right at the tail end of traditional <laughs> I talk like traditional publishing is over <laughs> maybe it is um, but I came in at the tail end of that and I could not I could not get my editors to ever accept anything close to a gay storyline I would slip in gay characters and have like a secondary romance going but I I yeah. feel so I feel so gun shy from that and I feel ashamed that I have not written more queer characters and so talking to you just really really um I don't know. It gives me, it gives me, it gives me hope in humanity somehow. 
Yeah. So, yeah, no, it it it, it does brighten this. It's um, you know, it's it's almost as I said, like a political act, but also it, is it just brings act. yeah. Yeah. I, I did um, I saw that again from somebody I interviewed on the podcast. She said it and I was like, Oh, I'm stealing that <laughs> <laughs> I'm an inveterate stealer. That's that's how we do it. Have you seen uh, Crazy Rich Asians yet, the movie or read the book? I haven't, no. The movie's no. wonderful and it's gonna be your new favorite rom com, so it's uh okay. It's, I'm gonna yeah. It's good. It's a good one to steal from. I've, I stole a couple of things from that already. Up in here in my head. I think. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do plan on I do plan on seeing it. So because uh, I love a good rom com. Oh, so so um, that's that's my first question to anyone when they say, "Have you seen this movie, Claire?" And I say, "Is it a rom com?" No, I'm not like seeing. <laughs> I went in not knowing anything about it whatsoever and did not know it was a rom-com and it was about 10 minutes in when I realized it was one and I realized that I'd somehow tricked my wife into going to a rom-com with me because I hadn't known <laughs> but she was delighted with it too she loved it uh what is the best book you've read recently and why did you love it um well I think uh the memory book by um I couldn't remember the title there the memory book <laughs> by Rowan Coleman um oh was, I've never heard was, of this yeah, it was brilliant. It's um, it's more uplifting than it sounds because it's about a woman who gets early onset dementia. So, <laughs> I wrote a tissues. book about that. Oh, did you? Yeah, Splinter, did you really? Splinters of Light is about that. Yeah. Ah. Um. Yeah. I, I think I'm I'm kind of obsessed with it because because uh, we have a lot of dementia in my family, so I'm always um, paranoid that it's gonna gonna happen. So um, but um, did you see Still Alice the movie? That's yes. not a rom com. No. It is not. Oh, don't. don't. <laughs> I, I read the book, of course, because um, it, it came out before my book did. So, yeah, I will not see the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, I cried quite a lot of that one. Yeah. Um, but no, the memory book, it, it's really cool because it's told from a perspective of different people. So um, the woman who gets the early onset mentioned, but also her daughter, her mother, her husband. And so it, it's like a family saga and it's wow. very funny and very heartfelt. I so, am going really... to read that immediately. That sounds just up my alley yeah and um the one I just read recently as well was Rachel uh, Marion Keys Rachel's Holiday I love her I love that book yeah um, I I've never I've only just I'm a recent convert to Marion Keys so I'm, I'm very excited that there's quite a lot to go through <laughs> Rachel's Holiday was the first one I read by her and I just remember being so delighted <laughs> yeah I mean um it's it's pretty amazing that book and uh yeah, so many people I've mentioned to have read it. They're like, you've only just read Marion Keys. I'm and like, yeah, I'm late. To do they all do what I did was as soon as you said the words, you start laughing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if anyone hasn't read these, that, that one, that's that's a great place to start with her. Um, what would you like to tell us about right now? Would you like to tell us about your last book or last series? Where can we find you? Um, well, you can find me on... Um, Twitter and Instagram, I'm most active. Um, I am on Facebook, but um, I don't really like it. So you can go there and Amen. I'll post very occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Twitter, I'm at Claire Lydon and Instagram at Claire Fick. Um, I've just I'm got my latest book is called London Actually. Uh, I wonder where I got that title. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, it's at the ed with the editor at the moment. So um, that's book five in the London Romance series. Um, so that's coming out in October. And um, oh, I was going to say as well, my writing process was changed slightly because I did my first uh, joint book this year. So that was called Once Upon a Princess. And it was a, a lesbian royal romance to tie in with the royal wedding. Um, but that did really well. And um, just the act of writing with someone else 
um, made me realize that I'm not such a con- control freak as I thought I was. <laughs> so it was really good to know. Um, but would it, you do it, it again? Oh, in a heartbeat, I would, yeah. Wow. Have you, have you ha- done it? Before? I haven't done it. Jay and I started to do a project, which kind of, um, we tested it and it kind of flopped in an interesting way. And so we haven't done it, but I've never done it. I think I would really like to. But yeah, yeah I think I think it's just about choosing the partner, the right your person. partner, right? I mean, um, it was a, another author called Harper Bliss um, approached me and asked me if I wanted to do it. And we got to know each other because I interviewed her on my podcast and then we got emailing um and yeah I would we were both really nervous like she was so nervous she's written like 20 books and she said that she thought um it was like she'd never written a book before (laughs) well and Um, exposing that level of early draft I don't show my zero draft or even my first draft to anyone no one no and neither did I and neither did she so so it was really you have to pick the person that you do it with and really trust them but it really worked for us Oh, that's lovely. I want to read the. I'm going to pick up the first London book and that one. Definitely. So, you should, yeah. Okay, cool. And also, um, yeah, my lesbian book club podcast is a monthly thing on the Lesbian Lounge uh, platform. Perfect. Perfect. I'm also subscribing to that. I'm your newest, biggest fan. I'm so grateful Hooray. to Orna for setting us up. And I, and I would like to mea culpa on the air for getting the uh, London Pacific time zones wrong. So poor Claire was waiting at her computer for an hour when I was not there. I was at the cafe writing. So I apologize. (laughs) Thank you for being so gracious and lovely. And it's been such a treat to talk to you. And thank you. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you so much, Rachel. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends. <laughs>